You're listening to the Co-Creator Network. When you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. Good afternoon. Welcome to Why Shamanism Now? A practical path to authenticity with your host, Christina Pratt. Director of the Last Mask Center for Shamanic Healing. She's talking about how shamanic skills can bring us to physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual well-being, especially when nothing else can. Now, here's your host, Christina Pratt. Welcome, everyone, to Why Shamanism Now. This is your host, Christina Pratt, and I'd like to begin our proceedings here today by calling out to the helping spirits to be with us. So I call out first to your ancestors and to mine. I call out to all that is good and true and beautiful in your own ancestral line. I call out to these people who lived well, these people who died well. This does not mean their lives were easy, but what it means is that they rose to the challenges of their time. They did what they were there to do, to be uh, responding to those challenges of their time. And they reconciled their life, whatever that meant, and left in a way that their accounts were settled, of the accounts of the heart, accounts of the mind, and accounts of the soul. So we call out to these ancestors who lived in a way that was really rigorous in all this great, vast capacity of being human. And we ask them to stand with us, to stand behind us, to help us to learn from them, to get those things they got right, right in our time. And to open up then with that as a firm foundation, to open up to those things going on in our time that we are not getting right. And to bring our creativity and our inspiration and our innovation to bear on how we can respond and be the medicine in our time for those things that are not right. And so we ask these ancestors to lean in and to help us. We ask them to remember that being a living is being the living is wonderful. It's full of pleasures and beauty and diversity and excitement. And sometimes it's really, really hard. And we ask you to help us. And we call out to those non-human ancestors, all of those aspects of this great web of life that were here before there was a human. And they will be here long after us, which may be sooner rather than later. But anyway, to those non-human ancestors, we call out to you to help us to participate with you in all that is going on here on earth that we find a way to go forward in a way that is as good as possible as it can be for the entire web of life. And we ask for your assistance in helping us as humans to recognize who we are in that web and to rise into that potential. So as these ancestors gather around us here today, let us take a moment and call ourselves in from wherever we might be into our heads A nice deep breath to draw that energy from your head to your heart. And another nice deep breath to draw that energy from your heart down into your belly. And a final deep breath to reach out to the energy of the earth, literally or simply energetically, to take a moment to focus to do this one thing and give gratitude to the earth for your life, for this day for the unique genius that you bring and your opportunity in this day to bring it. 
We give gratitude to the earth for beauty, diversity, for the great uh, web that we are part of and that unfolds as we go forward, giving us our own opportunity to grow and to change and to give and to heal. And with great gratitude in our hearts for the earth, let us extend our energy down through all the layers of the earth, taking responsibility for our own grounding, reaching deeply into the center of the earth and to take a moment and to give gratitude to those things that are so often overlooked or misunderstood. Gratitude to that which draws its power from darkness, from stillness, from silence, from peace. And as we reach into that energy and draw it into our beings, just as we would draw water in on a hot, parched day, we draw the earth's energy up, drawing into our lives nourishment and restoration and replenishment, drawing into our lives wisdom, wisdom of how to be here in form in a good way the wisdom of manifestation. We call these energies of the earth up into our lives and we ask these energies to help us to understand who we are, where we stand and what we stand for. And to let these energies that we value, that which has meaning and purpose, that which has heart in our life, to let that begin to define for us what is our true nation state. What is it that we believe in and that we care about and we live for and to invite each other in to the beauty of that vision? And as we call out to the energy of the earth, let us learn how to come into right relationship inside ourselves, so that we can actually do that with each other. Let's learn how to come into this connection and interconnection that is our relationship with our environment our relationship with the invisible world. And as we reach out to the earth, may we each have a moment in this day when we truly feel ourselves as part of this great web of life and remember to let that reset our sense of ourself here in the world. And with all of these energies stirring in our belly, let us draw our energy up from our belly to our heart and our heart to our mind. Send our energy up and out the top of our head, out through the sky and whatever weather it holds for you in this time of transition. Whether you are in spring or fall, let your energy rise up through that weather, out through the atmosphere, all the way out into the cosmos and all the way up to the highest power of the universe connecting with this energy however you understand it and drawing it down. Drawing it down into your day to bring in blessing, to bring in protection, inspiration, and illumination, and these energies that help us to connect with the benevolence of our universe. Let's draw them in from our head to our heart and our heart to our belly, sending it down to the center of the earth, and take responsibility for opening this channel of energy that connects the above and below within us. And the energy that flows through that channel is this energy of great legend, the love of the earth and the sky and all of life that came from that story. And may that inspire our own hearts to wake up in this day 
and to open up that crucible of transformation in the heart, to call up the fiery passions of the belly, call down the crystal clarity of the mind, to put them together in that great crucible of transformation in the heart and to see what comes of it as these energies move in their dynamic uh, relationship in our life and let it open up in us, in our own heart, some memory or understanding or sense of why it is that we are here and let us reach into that heart and draw out the courage necessary to do something in this day, large or small, to make that special unique gift that is you manifest in this world. And for the countless uh, an unfathomable amount of spirit help that we each have to do precisely what we have come here to do. We give great thanks. May what needs to be said be said, what needs to be heard be heard. And may these proceedings go forward in a way that is good for all living things. I want to give special thanks to all of the unsung heroes who make your donations automatically every month. Your names don't always get called out each week in the shows, but I am deeply grateful for your consistent and ongoing support. Those of you who have set up a monthly payment in your own account one way or another and allowing Why Shamanism Now to lean in to you all who are regulars. And to those of you who are brand new, I've never seen your name before fly across uh, my inbox, I am grateful for you as well. For those of you that don't know, this show is listener-supported. Every amount that you offer goes uh, to keeping the show on the air. And you can go to whyshamanismnow.com, the show's website, dive into the archives there, but don't miss the support button. You can click on that, scroll down, and donate any amount, large or small, and we are deeply grateful for all of it. And we are grateful for the many things that you do to help the show to grow. We are live today, and if you have questions about today's topic, you are welcome to call in at 512-772-1938, or you can Skype in from the co-creatornetwork.com site. And as always, you can email me at christina at lastmaskcenter.org. So, what is the topic today, you might ask? Today's topic is moving into the deep water and update. So uh, in March of this year, 2018, March 22nd, 2018, I offered a free event called Moving Into the Deep Water. And there is also a podcast in the archives of the same name. And I'm going to do my best to not repeat that show today, but I do invite you to go to the archives and listen to it if you haven't heard it. Um, but I want to offer an update to that message and an invitation. So both the event and the podcast begin with a story about studying the cosmology of the Dagra people of Burkina Faso in West Africa. And I was studying with Maladoma Patrice Somme, whom many of you know. He's a beautiful um, teacher and elder um, of, of his people's medicine ways. And this is where I first learned from Maladoma that there is blue water and there is black water. This is a way of understanding how we work elementally with the spirit of water. So the truth is that we all need to learn to swim in the black water. It is the deep water of life where we are no longer in control and we must surrender ourselves to life on its own terms and learn to swim. And this is really 
metaphor, yes, but a way to describe the fundamental difference between being a child and being able to act consistently as an adult in the world. So the blue water is the shallow water of life where our actions simply maintain our status quo. So if we are to create change in ourselves, we must actively gain those skills and learn to apply them. So that's for us. But what needs to happen then? What is really required of us if we want to create change in the world? And so this is really what this deep water movement, if I may, uh, is about in my life, at least, as the person who's repeatedly talking about this. It's It's an effort to take the teachings that I have dedicated the 30 years of my adult life to and bring them out into the world in a way that allows people like you who are far flung across the globe to access those teachings because otherwise you have to get on an airplane and travel to the United States and participate live. And there are aspects of the cycle teachings that will always be that way or as far as I can imagine ahead because there are things that we need to do together physically real time and The beauty of the podcast and ultimately these online courses that are part of this deep water movement is that it allows us to use the technology of our time to also learn at a distance, across space and across time, to work together to learn things. And I have found that there are certain aspects of my teachings that are better learned this way than in person. Because these are the things that require practice. And this is perhaps the fundamental unspoken theme in the deep water work is that we cannot get out of the blue water without practice, weekly practice. So anyway, before I get too distracted on that particular topic, um, let me just say that what I've discovered through the online teachings is the joy of teaching in a non-intensive format and teaching practices, uh, offering teachings that require practice. And the more you practice, the more you're ready for the next part of the message. And then there's practice and more of the next message. And this actually works exceptionally well through this live online teaching format. So this is the, the big hallelujah in this movement of moving into the deep water. And so for those of you that, let me recap that a little bit so that I can really speak to what we've learned so far and to invite you to join us, which is the point of today's show. So to recap, the blue water is the shallow water. It's where we move in the actions that maintain our status quo. And the point of this whole message is that this is really all that we're doing in all that we have already done. (laughs) So, so far in the vast progress of the human potential movement that in the United States, at least, that was begun in the 60s. I'm not exactly sure of the timing in other countries, but it's certainly larger than the United States. And there's vast um, array of different 
parts of this movement, but there is also this unifying call in this movement that humans have a greater potential of human to be more humane, to be this vast transformative force here on earth in a good way and that we need some skills to learn to use that and it's it's a beautiful movement beautiful message and beautiful skills and techniques coming out of it there is also a shift of people moving out of religions that they are engaging in in a very um habitual not really engaged in the why I'm doing this sort of way and find it not inspiring but more of a burden. And for some people that is true about the religion they were born into and that they're finding moving into other spiritual teachings that might not be part of their ancestry but these other spiritual teachings awaken that spiritual aspect of themselves and that there are practices in these teachings that they find suits their spirit better in this life and allows them to cultivate a rich um, life of spirit in their everyday life and in a way that they, for whatever reason, weren't able to do in their the religion they were born into. So many people have made that a transition in that way. And then another aspect of this, what is going on in the blue water is this rise into the collective Western consciousness of shamanic healing, shamanic cosmologies, and the ways of living that evolve out of that way of engaging and how these um, teachings in different cultural formats or cosmologies are found around the world in ways that are both unique and ways that are very, very similar. Okay. So the essence that in all of this is that we are discovering ourselves and healing ourselves through our explorations in these realms and that we are finding very contemporary ways to awaken the voice of our soul that for a number of reasons, which is why there's 400 hours of podcasts in the archives for for a number of reasons um, many of us in the western world find the voice of our soul is pretty faint by the time we are young adults trying to figure out who we are why we're here and what we need to be doing with our lives and these are important questions for everybody to ask so the point of the deep water message is yes All of this is excellent work. We are coming to know ourselves and heal ourselves and we are still looking at our individual soul. We are still cultivating our individuality and and our own unique genius. And in this, we have not yet awakened our collective soul. We hunger for it. Absolutely. But at this stage... We are not doing a very good job maintaining it and cultivating it. And there are a number of reasons for that. But this is the heart, really, of this message of moving into the deep water. It's not a criticism. It's actually a yes and. It's a yes. We are learning important, valuable things here, playing around in the blue water, not to diminish it, but to say there is more 
And the problem for most of us is what we gain in the blue water seems so astounding relative to what we had before that we have a hard time imagining there is more. But this is the value of people that have been in in this movement, not just the shamanic aspect of it like myself, but others for decades now is there is both and there there is this awareness that we are doing good work and at the same time the world around us is not transforming so what we are doing collectively as humanity to our planet for example is a problem what we are doing collectively as a human family to each other is a problem what the the rationale that we are using to justify hatred to justify the pain that we inflict in the lives of others is a problem and so while there is this beautiful thrust of awakening individually in people around the globe at the same time and it's very suspicious at the same time there is this collective hideousness happening around the world okay so this is the the essence of the deep water message then it's just the invitation to notice this and to say okay i'm in the blue water let me look at what does it mean to move into the black water in in this in this realm of how we apply these skills we're learning how do we apply these to find the deeper reasons for what is going on around us and so for me personally what i discovered in asking these questions and and beginning to take actions in that direction just in my student community is the cultivation the unintentional cultivation of a communal soul that I was very focused on the cultivation of the individual soul because that's frankly all anybody talks about and I was talking about about understanding what is my unique genius am I bringing it to the world is this the best vehicle to do it and you know really manifesting that and then supporting others and manifesting it and assuming that was it And then the realization in the doing of that, particularly the reaching out to others, is that there was this whole other aspect of my soul that needed to develop. And I'm not talking about the part in you that longs for community, that needs it, that has this unfed need within you, unfed hunger within you. I'm actually talking about the part of you that's on the other side of not just feeding that hunger, but learning to live in a way that you no longer hunger for it because you've got this sort of steady diet of it. That's a different way of life for many of us. Most of us are struggling right now just to figure out how to feed your own soul, your true soul, your true unique genius, what it is you're really here to do, what has heart and meaning. And I'm saying, yes, and. There's more. <laughs> and not, I don't mean there's more that life is going to give you. I mean that there is more life is asking of you. There are these deeper reasons for what is going on within us. 
Right. And so this black water is this deep water. It's where we no longer can touch the bottom. It's where we are no longer in control. It's where we must surrender ourselves to the water itself and swim in it on its own terms. So in other words, it's a way of living your life where you have surrendered to life on its own terms. And this is where our efforts, no matter how noble, right? It's where our efforts, no matter how woke we think we are, that when we move into the deep water, it will bring up a whole nother caliber of our own shit. It doesn't matter how much work you've done before. There will be a whole nother caliber of work to do, which is why we need to arrive in the deep water skillful because we can't touch bottom and do the work. We have to be able to do the work and continue to swim. And that is a piece either I didn't convey well in the first offering of this message or it just was too hard to get for some people because this is a place and there was a lot of churn and resistance and pushback and a lack of understanding that that the quality of experience out in water that is too deep to touch bottom is very different than splashing around in a in in water where you can touch so all those skills you've worked so hard just to manifest the sense of yourself and your soul's purpose are now a given. They help you be able to work with comes up, but you also need to keep swimming. I also need to keep swimming. This is the invitation that I am putting out there at this time, like right now. This is how we can begin to do this. And it's not uh, sequential. Like I have to completely fix myself before I can do these other things. It's about how are we able to responsibly approach both. Okay. So the issue with the deep water as we first go into it is it is guaranteed to bring up the aspects of ourselves we do not want to look at. And I'm not just talking about the usual kettle of fish here. I'm talking about having enough rigorous and successful work dealing with your own shadow issues that you can begin to take on your part of cultural shadow issues, for example. So in other words, dealing deeply with your own relationship with your own worth and value so that you can begin to take on your own internalized patriarchal system that values these people and devalues these others without any sense of merit or reason right that you have the ability to deal with the internalized systems of oppression that are, that are actually at the root of your inner critic. These internalized systems of oppression that are at the root of your ability or inability to trust the messages that you are receiving from spirit. 
and trust the steps necessary to apply it in the world. Right now, many of you are grappling with, can I trust my messages from spirit? How do I apply them in the world? And in the dark water, in that deep water, what I'm saying is we're going to need to look at the even deeper reasons we don't trust that. Deeper than whether or not we do. But why? A deeper reason of why. So, my point is, there is work after all the personal work. It is not just a layers of the onion thing. These are two different waters, the blue water and the black water. And that basically this understanding that there is work after the personal work is involves three things. So a new application of familiar skills. So a willingness to move out of being rigidly attached to form and be able to begin to innovate while still doing the function. And that is a big issue because there's a whole lot of innovation to avoid really doing the function going on. Not intentionally, but there is a lot of that going on. So new application of familiar skills is one thing that we need shared skills as well as our unique skills. If we are going to work in concert together, we need shared skills and the ability to hold ourselves to a certain standard around the use of those skills. Okay, And that finally, we need a means by which we stop bypassing. And that, that ability to bypass the thing that needs to be done is inherent in every personal transformation system, every spiritual system, every shamanic system, every everything. There is a way that human beings will find to bypass because we lack the basic, boring, foundational, not sexy practice and skills that support recognizing that everything that truly transforms us touches back to this place within ourselves and that we feel rich, robust, and able to get to that place and operate in that place. And mostly where there is bypass, it is bypassing that place within us that is mostly run through crazy logic. It is not in our head and our psychological world and is the place that we carry the moments of our choosing the moments of our exercising our own free will for better or for worse, consciously or unconsciously, and whether or not we are under duress. And that basically describes childhood. Okay. So my point then is that in our effort to move from the blue water to the black water, we need to do this in an informed, realistic, and very, very skillful way. Which also means we must cultivate a sense of humor about ourselves. We must be able to laugh at the worst parts of our own life, our own choices, our own inner not very good person. We have to find a way 
to be okay with recognize. I don't mean those of you that are really used to blaming and shaming and judging yourself. That's in the personal work realm. And that needs to be transcended or you are not out of the blue water. I am talking about once we're past that, we've healed that, we've resolved that, we've grown out of that. However you want to look at it, we are moving in the world and recognizing in that movement in the deep water that this is the place that I carry a level of hatred that is exactly the same as that person over there I judge as being a bad person finding this deep way to recognize how we have internalized systems like racism when we don't see ourselves as a racist. We don't actively hate. And yet there is a way this internalized system is driving our actions that we are somewhat unconscious of. This is what is going to be in the black water. And we, we're not there yet. We're not ready, able, willing to actually address this in a way that is transformative. We're getting there. We're trying. It's not like I'm the only person in the world talking about this. But I do have an invitation to you to join me in this. I am putting work out there that is allowing us to go there now, not tomorrow. And I would love for you to join me in that. Because there is something in this, this something else that is in the dark water is really, really exciting. And it's dangerous. Because the black water is where we must have our shared skills and standards of using it, our ability to hold ourselves to our commitments together and to work together. Or we will drown. And we may just drown ourselves, but we may drown others. So I don't know how many of you have ever taken an emergency water rescue course, but one of the hardest things to deal with for the kind of person who would want to take that course is to realize, to learn how easy it is for a drowning person to drown anyone who comes out to try to rescue them. You have no idea how common that is. If you have not taken these kinds of courses and and learned the statistics, it's frightening how quickly one drowning becomes two or more. And so there is this fundamental principle in all of this kind of work that is truly dangerous in other words your feet can't touch the bottom right is that you need to care for yourself first and then lucidly determine if you have the skills to assist this other person and i guarantee you out in the deep water together people are going to start thinking oh my god i'm drowning this personal work that's just come up for me is going to take me under oh my god i can't touch the bottom and the question is Are we all going to respond to that person in a way that nobody drowns while we're all still out in the water in our process? Or are we all going down trying to save that one person? Okay. So this is my question, right? And this is is a part of my point about moving into the deep water. 
is we need to be doing this with people who are actually looking ahead and thinking about these possibilities. That this naive going forward, it's all going to be good when I get there, has gotten us through a lot of the human potential movement, actually. And now we're starting to realize that for all of that visionary thinking, there is a big shadow, a multifaceted shadow that must be addressed exceptionally more skillfully than it is at this time. So what we my embedded in the deep water message is what we are doing isn't enough. It isn't going to get us there. Right? This is also of course what actual scientists are saying about climate change. But anyway, my point is what we are doing is excellent. It's good work. It is necessary, but it is not sufficient for this great big human family to do what it needs to do for life on Earth, including its own life. Okay, so this deep water message was, as I said, threefold, that we need to keep doing what we're doing. And developing our individual souls, our sense of what our purpose is and how to bring that to the world. We need to keep doing the things that join us as individual souls and support us in doing right action together. So the first thing that pops to mind for me around that is the year of ceremony, which sounds true, started three years ago, actually, um, bringing in different shamanic teachers from around the globe to offer a ceremony once a month and people were allowed to connect to that ceremony globally via technology beautiful offering nobody knew whether it was really going to work or not but it did and it worked so well as a way of connecting people that are cultivating their individual souls in focus ceremony that is still going on it's been going on continuously now for three years and if you want to join that, by the way, you can go to lastmasscenter.org, click on the link, and join. You, you can continue to join it any month. My month is coming up next year in the springtime. But there's no reason not to start now. Evelyn Dykes ritual is this month. You know, there's really good work being done. Okay, so there's that. Um, it is also important that you work together locally, you know, that you have – um, ceremony and ritual, maybe journey circles, that you're working with people face-to-face. You're eating meals together. You are doing work together. That is important. Doing activism towards the things that matter to you, like cleaning a strip of the beach where you live or you know, some sort of actual action in the world is important. Uh, doing things um, locally, And literally, what choices are you making with your dollars? What choices are you making with your garbage? What choices are you making about your power? I I mean like the power in your home, not necessarily your personal power. I mean that's important too. But my point is there are very real world choices that need to be being made. Educate yourself. Understand these issues in a deeper way, whatever the issues are that have caught your attention. Don't just yammer about it on social media Educate yourself and educate yourself about yourself. There is no end to the depths of a human soul. There is no end to what we can discover through self-reflection. We just don't want to only do that. But it is a piece of all of these things that we are doing. 
So this deep water message then is also an invitation on, on the foundation of that individual and collective work I was just talking about to begin to consciously choose to cultivate your community soul along with that individual development. And so this is what I offered. So last spring, I offered Energy Body Mastery, which was a seven-week online course, live online course. I personally was extremely happy with it. It was successful on many levels, but mainly it was successful in building skills in people because people practiced, because it was set up in a way that the that everything was in bite-sized chunks that people could chew. And so they could begin. People who – people – Many people said, I never thought I was the kind of person who could do a practice, but this was broken down in steps that allowed me to engage, to practice, and you gave me the skills to deal with what came up that made me resist my practice. So that was the first offering. The offering that came after that was energy body clearing so that we understand not only about how to manifest a true energy body in the world, but how to clear all of the baggage that we have stuffed in that energy body when we weren't really looking or paying attention. This course was also successful on many levels. We'll talk about that in a minute. The invitation here today is to join us for this next offering. We are offering it again. Same set of classes, same teachings, seven-week adventure followed in the beginning of next year with this 12-week adventure. This cultivation of your energy body and energy body mastery moving on into this energy body clearing set of teachings. And so you are – the point is this begins next week. It is next Tuesday begins, September 25th. Tuesday nights. Everything is recorded, so if you cannot be there live, you can watch the course recording. It's, it's all on explained on the page energybodymastery.com. Go there, look, read, it's long, scroll, read, learn, educate yourself about it. I don't want to go through it all right now because my point is just this deep water message is not just me trying to inspire you to poke you with a stick to get you to go do things. That it is that and it's also an invitation. Join me. Let's learn. Let's let's discover how it is that we do this together. And this is the first fundamental piece that we need is we have to share these skills or we will continue to bypass and operate in shadow together. That these fundamental skills, this, this particular understanding of this core place of the energy body and how we work there, but most importantly, how we create change there is absolutely fundamental for everything that comes next. And so you are invited to join me September 25th, 2018, next week if you're listening to this live. All right, so you're not listening to this live and you're listening in October and you're like, crap, I really want to do this, but it's October. Well, this course will be offered every fall 
as long as it continues to have people in it and continues to serve the manifestation of this deep water message. So go to energybodymastery.com after the course is closed. That becomes a wait list. And so this show continues to be, I hope, this clarion call to either register and, and do it now or get on the list and do it when it comes up again because it is going to keep coming up. And for those of you that have actually been listening for a decade and you know I've been teaching these clearing skills forever, right, I'm not doing it any other way. I'm not doing live intensive weekends. I, this, this works. It works well. It works for people around the world and it connects people around the world. So please stop emailing me and saying, well, when are you going to do it in person again? Will you come here and do it in person? I don't need to come there. It's available online. Nobody needs to travel. Nobody needs to use the resources to get somewhere to do it. This works better than any other way that I have offered these teachings. And it gives us the foundation for when we do come together face-to-face in the kinds of things that we do need to do physically together, that you will have the skill set to really benefit from that. So, Energy Body Mastery, September 25th, 2018. Register now at energybodymastery.com. If it's not, if you missed the window, right? And it's probably going to be open for a week after the 25th. But anyway, let's say it's November. Let's say it's Jan- it's January 2019, right? Just go to the wait list. Put your name on the wait list so you'll find out as soon as it comes up again. Okay. So here's the deal. I mean, that is the deal, by the way. Uh, But the rest of the deal is this. Okay. There was a misunderstanding of the original deep water message. And I want to go through. There's three main sort of schools of misunderstanding. So the first misunderstanding was Christina, someone you'd listened to on the podcast for all of these years, who very talks about a very sort of activist shamanic understanding is finally going to get out there and do activism with me because that's what I'm really interested in. And so a lot of people somehow interpreted the deep water message to be in these next seven weeks, we're all going to now go do shamanic activism. Miss the whole part of the message, which is we need to cultivate skills first before we go do this or people are going to drown. That was the essence of the message of the deep water message. Otherwise, I would have just done an event on shamanic activism. But I didn't did this whole thing about this metaphor of deep water because I'm trying to help everybody understand we're not ready to go there and yet we have to. So how do we get there? And so for this particular group, um, there were constant, you know, sending me emails about, well, let's do this activist thing or let's do that activist thing. What about this politician? What about that cause? Let's go do this without really looking at that's not what we're doing in the first seven weeks. We're cultivating our energy body so that when we go do those things, we do it differently. We come from a different perspective. And so what I want to say about these projects, though, is they are exceptionally important, especially if your heart is really in it. It is important to take action on the things that matter to your heart. And doing activist projects, movements, efforts 
in your own local area or globally that are actually affecting change is good for you. The shadowy part here is inevitable exhaustion, the adrenal fatigue that comes from responding to symptoms that are being caused by a much larger system that is a problem. And we need to respond to the symptoms. Some of the symptoms need to be addressed. Or if all the bees die, we're not going to have any food, right? I mean, so yes, activism matters. And, and that has been my whole point about this deep water message. It's a yes and message. And I'm trying to offer the and. I'm saying yes to you and your projects. Absolutely. And also join us in gaining these skills so that we can begin to apply ourselves to these projects in a different way. Because we need to be able to identify the true root of the actual systems that are driving the larger cultural decisions that are being made that are affecting all of us in a problematic way. And this requires that we learn new things, right? And so then the next misunderstanding was, well, why does this have to be a teaching model? You know, why do I have to keep being the student and taking classes? Well, good point. Granted, it's a drag, right, to keep learning and not doing. It's a drag and a drain on your resources. I get it. Okay. And a big piece of this message is, yes, those things you've already educated yourself in and you're already practicing, you know, like I did a whole bunch of shamanic training and I do fire rituals monthly with my women's group. That's great. And it isn't sufficient. It's beautiful. No reason to stop doing it, but it isn't enough. And so this we need to develop shared skills and for that to happen we need to actually come together and learn them and practice them so for example one of the people that was part of this sort of group of misunderstanding you know the email read something like you know i took this class with you in the intensive format and i never really followed up i didn't really do the practices it's like well <laughs> And because the next step of that process is a clearing process where you start to look at why am I resistant to doing these things that allow me to step down into a deeper level of change, right? And so this was the whole point of this offering, which was to look at how many people were simply taking it as another class, checking it off the list, but not bringing the practices into their lives. And so the structure of the class now is all about the weekly practice and how we bring it into our lives. And what, what is interesting to me is I have many clients who fit this story, which is I took that, but I didn't do the practices. I got the soul retrieval, but I didn't integrate. I did this teaching with you, but I didn't follow through. And their lives may be lovely, but they're not changing. They're bigger patterns that they're not able to change. For me, those two dots connect. Maybe I'm wrong. 
But from my perspective, what I'm offering is that we explore the possibility that they do connect directly, that your resistance to certain things around integration and deepening a transformation and looking at your resistance that rises, looking at where you won't show up for your personal practice, these are all precisely the difference between the blue water and the black water. These are all precisely the place where we come to terms with the person in us who creates the bypass. And we acknowledge the fact that for all of our good work, there are places in us where we are bypassing. And we learn to deal with that. And we learn to deal with it together with curiosity and compassion and support and holding each other to a higher standard. We have to learn shared skills to do that. That's the only way human beings have ever succeeded in doing it. And they have succeeded in doing it. But it does come from a shared skill set, shared values, shared standards and practices. So the the third misunderstanding, I mean, you can see the shadowy part of all of that. So the third misunderstanding was thinking that in the seven-week course, we were going to now move into the deep water and transform, you know, the patriarchy or something. And that's just silly. That's just silly thinking. So, (laughs) sorry. It, it, It just comes from this deep misunderstanding of why we're all in this puckle. You know, why are we in this pickle together? Why are, why, why are we, humanity, in this place we are at this time facing a scariness, right? It isn't going to get fixed in seven weeks. We need to commit here together. And that's what I'm inviting you to do. You know, because the shadowy part of that is really that it keeps us from cultivating our communal soul, That we keep reaching for that cherry, that next class, that next initiation, that next big thing that is going to make it all come together in a weekend, in seven weeks. Oh, in a nine-minute free webinar, right? That instead of realizing, no, the only way these big things in our life is going to change is if we work together to make big changes in our life. And some of them, you know, we may not even like that much. But they may need to be done. And so that's the real shadowy piece there is it's actually there's this hunger for the community. But the bypass and feeding only the individual self hunger for community and then speed bump feed only the individual self. And what I'm really asking those of you who are just sick and tired and fed up of the whole thing and me yammering about it, frankly, to join with me, to learn these things, to go forward in a way that we develop both our individual soul and our communal soul simultaneously. And we begin to move with some amount of organization and ability to deal with chaos into the deep water and these much larger in that they are shared issues that we need to address together. I can't just bang my head against the wall by myself. One, I'm getting too old. Two, I'm not that stupid anymore. I know this has to be done together, right? So who's doing it with me? Okay, so here's the contrast. Now, granted, I'm running out of time. I swore I wasn't gonna do that, but it always happens. Okay, so here's the contrast to those misunderstandings. 
this is what happened in these two courses. So the 12-week course finishes this Saturday. So I am awash in the glow of the totally unexpected things that happened in this course. I mean, everything that I expected happened from having been teaching these these particular skill set for 30 years, right? So th- that part didn't surprise me. That people learned good stuff that really works didn't surprise me. I already know this works. What surprised me was, one, I deeply honored and deeply respect all of the practitioners that took the course. There were a lot of really skilled practitioners, people that had – uh, deep mastery from 30 years of practice in multiple forms of body work and energy work, shamanic practitioners, a lot of people that have robust practices in various corners of the earth or the United States or Canada or Europe, um, Australia, um, really solid practitioners who went, wow, this was the piece I have always been looking for. That that teachers and my helping spirits or whatever have always talked about boundaries or grounding or energy body. I never actually really got how to make it happen like this. And then once it's happening, how to be able to move in it and change things. That for many people that were well-versed in all of these ideas – what worked for them in the course was this ability to put them together in a way that suddenly, after decades of work, the rubber meet, met the road, like bam, and things are happening and changing. That was, that was for me the biggest surprise. One, that y'all came and did the class with me. I'm deeply honored. But two, that you were like, holy Moses, look at this. This is really working. <laughs> that was very, very cool. So – the next thing that surprised me, because I am not a big fan of not being face-to-face, not a big fan of all of this technology. I mean, you'd think with 450 hours of podcasts in the archives, I would be, but I'm not. The only reason there's those hours of podcasts in the archives is because you guys keep sending me these emails that say, I did this, this, and this with your podcast, blah, 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 and this changed my life. It is only Because you guys have sent me those emails that I went, crap, I guess I have to keep doing this, right? And so I'm not sold on the whole technology thing, but damn, if this particular way of offering this mixed kind of media opportunity of live online learning, recordings, um, visualizations, audio, visual, um, class discussion, asynchronous discussion, the whole setup and the practice, the ability to practice week by week together and the connection of the global community via this technology, the, the, the capacity to manifest all those things that people showed was unbelievable to me. And there is no reason we can't do it again and we can't continue to do it better. And I just mentioned the third thing that really surprised me is because this work is intimate and vulnerable, the connections people are making with other human beings, they may never see in the flesh. I mean, these people are across the globe from each other. And they are each other's like go-to person to hold space for this work. It is incredible that we can do this. It's it. 
but, but honestly, the helping spirits are tickled to death by it. They, they just think it's the coolest new thing. It's like it, they've been around here for what, how many tens of thousands of years, and finally they got a new toy. I mean it's really cool. Um, the next piece about it though that's really important to me is now building into the system the way that these people who have taken this course can now reach out and refer people locally – receive discounts for future courses through that and begin to build local community and get something back for doing it. And then the final piece that is really not quite happening yet, well, sort of happening, is that people have the ability to move through this process, ultimately decide, wow, I'm kind of good at this. I kind of like doing it and come back through and train because everything is being designed in a way that it can also ultimately become a training process so that you could actually decide that you want to teach it and then continue to build uh, your global community and your local community. And this piece being embedded in the process is why this isn't just about coming and taking class with Christina. It's about taking these teachings and using it in your life and building your world. And together, as we all do this, we change our world. All right. I've run out of time, everybody. So let me just remind you, energybodymastery.com. That's where you go for the information. You can click on the link and register. Probably up registration will most likely be up to the first week in October. And if you miss the window of opportunity this fall, then Sign up on the wait list that will show up after this class is closed and we'll let you know when the next one's happening. And so we give gratitude to all of the energy that holds us in this work, to the ancestral helping spirits in their many forms, to the earth below, the sky above, and the heart here in the center that unites us all. Thank you, everyone. <laughs>